I mean, they're going to be like, hey, points, cool points. Somebody likes us more than they like Madden. You don't hear that every day. You should, but you don't. Yeah, I mean, some, some, some do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like with everything, they need to just go ahead and just, um, well, if I say, yeah, they need to go ahead and just remaster NFL, t- like ESPN 2K5, and just leave it at that. I'll be so dope. Like, you don't even need the teams. Like, you could just make generic players and generic teams. I'd still buy that shit. Just give us an option to customize it. Yeah, that's it. I'd be all over it. Well, hopefully, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm kind of banking on. Matter of fact, I know we were in the middle of recording. Let me close this window because I don't want to hear too many cars go by. <laughs> I never really played. Um, we were not. I never really played 2K5 all that much. I was playing Madden 05, Madden 07. Madden 07 is my favorite. I gotta be honest with you. If you would have played, if you would have played 2K5, it'll be your favorite football game of all time. Well, I mean, the thing is, I've I've tried it. You know, I I've I've played like the first person football and I was playing like, you know, you get the random challenges against celebrities. Yeah. But I don't know, at that point, I just didn't really get into it all that much. I guess cuz I was used to Madden controls. And I think at that point I just wanted to win every game. So I was like, "Oh, this game's hard. I don't like it." <laughs> That's fair. I felt but, that way. It was the one before two. Yeah, it was two K four. I felt that way. Yeah. yeah, I played. I played some like a couple years ago. I have it on PS two and Xbox. So I don't like. I I played it a little bit, but it, it's just it's so different from what I'm used to that it'll just take a while to really adjust to it. That's true. But the moment you do, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> One second, <laughs> let me close this window. <laughs> you said that uh, Madden 10 is your favorite Madden, right? Madden 10, absolutely. By the way, whoever hears all that knocking noise, I'm sorry, I was closing my window. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Madden I think, 10. Yeah, to me, it's Madden 07 and then Madden 10, just for all time. Madden 04 and 05 are great. And 08. Pretty much from 04, 04 to 10, 11 was kind of like basically copy and paste of 10. But Madden 12 was good, too. To me, I think that's the last good Madden game. After that, it was just all downhill. Yeah. I think Madden 15 was playable. I got to see. Who's on the cover of Madden 15? I think that was Richard Sherman. Let me see here. Yep, it w- that actually was playable. Yeah, that was the last one before they made like the possession catches and the, the rat catches and aggressive. Which, I mean, I like it. I like that idea. But I don't know, just the game itself is so bad, so glitchy. And like it crashes all the time. I've heard so many stories about somebody being in like 
you know, they're trying to push you to doing franchise online. Yet EA servers are down all the time. So, you know, mm. when EA servers are down, you can't access your online franchise. And then you might be like in the middle of, you know, you might be playing a game in franchise mode. You win the game. Say it's like a close game, like 31-28. And then you get back to the main screen and then it's like, it acts like you didn't even play that game. It doesn't even record it. Oh, that's happened to me in the Super Bowl before. Damn, really? Oh, absolutely. It was Madden it's, 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you look at you look at the fact that it's EA. You know, one of the biggest game publishers in the world. And just the fact that they literally don't give a fuck about the players. They know they have their exclusive sim EA like their sim NFL license. And they're just like, you know, we're going to put out this bare bones copy and paste game, microtransactions out the ass, and then, you know, half the shit doesn't even work. But guess what? They're going to buy it anyway. Like, what kind of work ethic is that? What kind of mindset is that? The bad part about it is I know what they look at and why they act this way. The fact that they generate billions of dollars from that. What's that other mode everybody loves so much? From Ultimate Team? Yeah, they generate billions of dollars from Ultimate Team alone. That's by itself. <laughs> exactly. You would think that they would take that money and put it, invest it back into the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not... It starts with the heads up. Whoever's at the top, it starts with them. They ain't yeah. thinking. It yeah, is. it's just so stupid. Like, we're not, we're not game publishers or game devs, so we don't know exactly what goes on, but come on. Like, we can... We could basically look at this and figure out 80% of what's going on. I can't lie to you. And I'm pretty sure this is going to probably affect me meeting any any future influencers in the like in the future. But I got to say it. I kind of blame the influencers a little bit for this too. And I'm not sure. saying that to be a dick or anything. I'm just saying because these guys play the game first. And Madden comes to you for your opinion on it. And somewhere along the line, you tell them that this is a good game. And I'm like, okay, you guys are kind of responsible for the making of this game. You're part of the reason this shit sucks. <laughs> Not like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Yeah. Like, I understand wanting to secure the money. You know, you don't want to tell them that their game is shit. And then, you know, they don't want to sponsor your videos anymore or whatever. But come on. Like, you're sitting there. With your YouTube thumbnails when you're making that shocked face. I've seen so many Madden. I haven't watched them because I, I ain't giving them the clicks. But I've seen the titles saying like, I've spent, you know, $2,000 in all opening packs and ultimate team. And you'll never guess what I got. That's a lot of goddamn money, man. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. Like, I mean, just... I'm sorry, continue. I'm looking this up now. You just bought 33 and a third copies of Madden with that money. I mean... Oh we 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 doing Scott Steiner math on this one, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But that's what well, it comes out to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I gotta blame them just... Because they play the game first, man. And you know it's everybody's dream to kind of play games and give feedback on it. 
And I don't know what the dollar signs look like. I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure anyone can tell me, well, you'll probably change your mind when it comes to the dollar signs. I still got to play the game at the end of the day. You still yeah, exactly. want to play all this. It's kind of like, and oh my God, I hate to go into this, but it's kind of like Michael Cole when it comes to, you know, WWE. I don't know how much you got to pay me to say that Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is probably the greatest match of all time when I've seen 30 years of better matches. But it got be, it, it has to be a pretty good paycheck. But <laughs> I know that, I know me. Like, I was a guy, when I worked at this place called Brandsmart in the morning meeting, I didn't take the manager seriously. He said something to me, and I bust out laughing. <laughs> seriously? I'm over here, like, I'm the only one laughing. Everybody looking at me like, oh, my God, how can you laugh at this man? What, he's going to do, fire me? My numbers are through the roof. <laughs> it was like, like, bro, I'm just laughing at it. But, like, if I sat in a room with Vince and Vince said, you know, you got to give him this microphone. Oh, he and my headphones? Because, you know, Renee talks about that all the time. Oh, yeah, I heard. I heard. And he's like, hey, I need you to say that Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is probably going to be the greatest match in WWE history. I would bust (laughs) out laughing on live TV. Like, I wouldn't be able to control that laughter. (laughs) That would make for some excellent television. I wouldn't be able to control that laughter. Like, when you're watching at home, you don't hear that Vince says it. You just hear Matt break out laughing for no reason. Oh, boy. I wouldn't be able to hold that in. I don't know. I guess I'll try to go down another path in life. I've already, I've already had the feeling where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just my money. I've already had that feeling. I don't have that feeling no more. I take pride in professional wrestling. I watch it. I take that shit seriously. There's no way in hell you could pay me enough to say that this match was the greatest match of all time. Knowing that I've seen legendary matches in this company. Hell, that shit's not going to top John Cena versus CM Punk. <laughs> that won't even oh, top no. in Chicago. In Chicago. I don't care what Roman says. Bro, you, you don't have a single match. The only match that could probably stand close to that is Drew McIntyre versus um, Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That's the only match. In my opinion, that's his best match of his career. I mean, he's had some really good matches. But, yeah, you're right. Like, nothing's, like, outstanding. I mean, Kevin Owens can only do so much, if I had to be honest. The match with Cesaro was was impressive from a technical standpoint. It was very impressive. Daniel Um, Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan's going to work his ass off to get you over. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, just the thing is, like, like you're saying with Kevin Owens when they had that feud, like your matches are gonna be great, but they're gonna be watered down when you run rematch after rematch after rematch, like four straight pay per views. You can yeah. only do it so many times. That's why I was so great with Cesaro. I think they only did it once. Yeah, but I hate what they did to Cesaro afterwards. Like they just kind of sent him down the hill. You mean what they didn't do with Cesaro? Oh yeah, you're right. What they didn't do, and like, that man. <laughs> That I man needs to, to jump ship. Yeah, like, I lose to him. I lose to Roman. After coming off of a very good WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins. Thank you, Seth. Yep. You know, because, you know, Seth, he's a great worker. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. But, you know, I, I lose that. I win that match. You know, everybody loves me. You can clearly see the fans want to get behind me. Mick Foley even said, please, just give him a chance. That's all they need to do. You're talking about international press here. This guy looks like Jason Statham as a wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> he looks like um, Asian 47. Exactly. 
Bro, you got Agent 47 right <laughs> here, bro. Like, he could pull off the whole 007 shit if you wanted to do a WrestleMania interest with that. Like, you have that guy. And, you know, I have this match. I get rewarded for a title match. You know, we try to get him over in this title match. We know you're not going to win because Roman's hot right now. We can't take the title off of him yet. Then, you know, you lose to Roman. Okay, the match was okay. You know, it was different. Roman kind of, he went, he tried to go technical there, but so it worked. This is just from my my eyesight. But I I don't feel like, instead of like, you know, continuing that feud, which I appreciate, maybe you could have came back around to it. You let him lose to Seth Rollins. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? We're going backwards here. We're not going forwards. Exactly. They ran Cesaro and Seth Rollins also like three, three events in a row. Like yeah. that's, that's their biggest problem between, you know, lazy ass booking and just running the same damn thing over and over again. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, and you know, somebody can tell me it's not that simple. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I'm just. I'm a student of the game, so I'm open to learning more. But I feel like really all you have to do right now is kind of just cut back on the drama and just have better matches. Like have matches that actually finish. Stop the DQ shit all the time. You know, tell commentary shut the hell up because I feel like they're catering. You want to cater to an older audience, like an older audience, bro. I feel like I can sit an eight year old down and they'll get more excited about this shit than me. Right, that'd be better commentary. Yeah, like, their commentary is still catering to kids. Like, if I was, like, seven years old, you put Brock Lesnar big ass and Roman big ass in front of me and say, this is probably going to be the greatest match of all time, my eyes would probably get wide at seven years old. But let me be completely honest. I can't lie to you. It probably wouldn't have got wide. But if I just wasn't thinking, like, I grew up around wrestling fans. I've seen professional wrestling and and sports entertainment. But, you know, if I'm just kind of, like, fresh to this, I'm watching this for the first time, yeah, I'm a kid. My eyes are gonna get wide. I feel like they're like the the door is so open on this business now that I feel like the eight year old can know what's going on. Yeah, it's true. It's just you know, like you were saying, like if you're new to the show, new to the to the sport in general, you're gonna see these two badasses fighting, and uh, you know the commentary is hyping it up, whatever. Yes, if you're like brand new to the sport. You're going to think that, you know, this is the greatest match of all time because you have nothing else to really compare it to. I'm sure even if you're new to it, you still know, you know, wrestlers and matches in the past. You can't really unless you are like six years old. But if you have any knowledge, you know, that is complete bullshit. And they're trying to blow smoke up your ass. Yeah. They'll figure it out because we gotta get we're gonna get back around because we haven't talked about wrestling for a good <laughs> good piece Madden <laughs> and wrestling. You you know how it go, man. This is what anybody that gets on here. The moment we start talking about wrestling, everything else is forgotten. It's it's pro wrestling. Right. But I'm gonna get back around to it because I gotta talk about TK and his and his uh march on WWE. But <clears throat> oh man. Did anything catch your eye this week? In football, I know you were busy, but did anything catch your eye? I know, I know a second loss in a row. I predicted two losses in a row for the Chiefs, so I'm kind of happy about that. Oh, yeah, that caught my eye big time. I saw, I believe I saw that Mahomes threw another pick, and then it said something about, you know, Tennessee being up like 24 nothing. 
talking about my eyes got wide. <laughs> I got the biggest grin on my face. I was like, yes. You know, I'm just. That's a, you know, I can't hide my Broncos fandom here. It's just it does my heart good to see the Chiefs lose, <laughs> even though even though the Chargers are doing great, the Raiders are doing great and the Broncos are sucking. It does my heart good to see my home struggle. Yeah, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But, you know, I'm just I'm just excited to see a divisional rival lose. Yeah, I understand. He did take a nasty hit to the head, so I'm glad he's okay from that. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing I've been kind of feeling since since the Super Bowl. Nothing has really changed for me. I've been eyeballing this team, seeing if they're going to grab some attention and realize what the problem was. Everybody figured it out. Like, you're being figured out right now. And this is not saying that they can't bounce back, but, I mean, we could kind of – I'm, I'm going to have to change my Super Bowl pick. I mean, if I had to pick right now between the Bucks and the Chiefs to make it back to the Super Bowl, I'll pick Tom Brady. But yeah. this this Chiefs team, man, if y'all it's, it's the defense, man. Like, besides everybody figuring you out and just pressuring Mahomes, forcing mistakes, your defense can't stop nobody. Yeah, like, hell, just... the Falcons right now look like they can ramshack that defense. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh no! Oh boy, I'll tell you who went far. I'll get quick sidebar. I'll tell you who went far. I'm sitting outside yesterday and I'm bragging about Kyle Pitts. Like I'm bragging. Okay. <laughs> I am out here because my uncle, he hates the Falcons all because of Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl. <laughs> he hates the Falcons. He's like, this man gave me all this hope and just snatched it away from me. And I'm like, is I'm he fine. the guy? Is he the guy that was always uh talking about Vic being better than Matt Ryan? Yep. All because I- Vic can run. At this point, I mean, pure talent-wise, I'm going with Matt Ryan. But, like, for the city of Atlanta, I, from from my point of view, it seems like Vic. I had a pair of Michael Vic shoes, dog, and Matt Ryan still had a bigger legacy, okay? <laughs> like, bro, like, Matt Ryan being here does not change how I feel about Michael Vic. He was great for the city, great for football. All of that. But the the fact that we just sit here and we just be like, Atlanta fans, I'm sorry. It just be like, you know, oh, they're just numbers. The fuck you mean they're just numbers? He's putting points on boards. No, oh, he's throwing interceptions. He only threw one interception in the past four weeks. He get hit all the time. He's able to move around the pocket a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to ignore that, that fumble he had on Sunday. I'm not going to ignore that. Or the interception. You know, I'm not going to ignore those things. Even though I may, I might need to go back and look at that because a lot of people are saying it wasn't his fault. But he, he, he's not a bad quarterback, and I wish I, I feel like it's time to put this thing to rest. He's not a bad quarterback, and then Cal Pitts is just making this man look great right now. I said Cal Pitts is making him look great, not Matt Ryan making Cal Pitts look great. Yeah, it so, definitely helps when you have a freaking bulldozer lining of the tight end exactly a unicorn but back to the point so we can continue so uh, my cousin was on the phone with my uncle i'm out here i'm talking to my uncle i'm like yo matty ice he doing his thing right now he's doing really well we gotta pay homage and you know my um my cousin on the phone and he's saying like oh yeah you know 
the Falcons, they look good right now. And my uncle, he over there, and he's smoking a blunt. I got to say that part because what happened afterwards is hilarious. Mid-pull of the blunt. Mid-pull. My cousin on the phone, and I'm over here like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm proud of them right now. They're doing really good. They're showing improvements. And he said, oh, yeah, I feel like they could go to the Super Bowl. I said to pause, and I told him, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> My uncle, he started choking. <laughs> like, literally started choking. I was over there patting his back like, no, nah, we ain't going to die today over no Matt Ryan talk. Mm-mm. <laughs> He literally started choking. I'm like, I'm like, hold on now. Instead, we won two games, but wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, three games, but we got a two-game winning streak. But wait a minute now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We get a little bit, we get a little bit too ahead of ourselves right now. <laughs> I'm like, damn, oh, I said God. 10 wins. This man said, fuck it. We run the table. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Wait he a sees, minute. he sees three good players on the offense. He's like, that's it. We're going undefeated. It's official. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, bro, you sound like a Cowboys fan when they had a bad team and won one game. <laughs> I mean, now they have all the – now they can throw the popcorn. I get hard knocks now. Even though I'm not watching the one with the Colts. I might watch it now. We won three out of four. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get it now. You know why they were so excited throwing popcorn and spring training and shit? I'm sitting here like, you guys ain't even played a fucking game yet. I get it now. They got. I, I see what y'all see now. But yeah, he went way too far with that. <laughs> a little bit way too far. Oh, <laughs> uh, but just just back to these Chiefs. It's like, yeah, we can't bet against Pat Mahomes, man, but we could bet against that defense. Exactly. Like it's, that's it. <laughs> like Mahomes is definitely making mistakes, but it's the same mistakes that he's been making throughout his career. He's just not getting the the luck that he used to. You know, from from game to game now, it's, you know, you get the ball and you have to score because you know the other team is going to put points on the board. You get the ball back, you have to score again. Or else, you know, that's when the other team starts pulling ahead. This defense ain't going to stop nobody. We've seen that already so far. So Mahomes is like, ah, shit. Now, before it was like, you know, I got to put up, <clears throat> I got to put up, you know, 28, 30 a game. At this point, he's probably thinking, I got to put it, Put up thirty-eight to forty a game. Uh, it don't get no easier for them either. Nah, like, they know, still got <laughs> the yeah, Giants. Still got. Give them a run for their money, but you know, I I feel like they should put away the Giants. But after that, shit, you got three hard-ass games. Yeah, let me pull up their schedule from myself. Right, Green Bay, Oakland, Ooh. and Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Green Bay, Oakland, and Dallas, Vegas. But <laughs> yeah, it's at it's at the Raiders too. Yeah, then they got their then they got their bye. They should be able to wipe the floor with the Broncos. I mean, if y'all and get that... Deshaun Watson, I mean we're gonna get into that later too. But if y'all get Deshaun Watson and he actually plays, it may be different. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I'm not banking on that. But like I said, we're gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> But yeah, the Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, or Raiders, Chargers, Steelers. Yeah, the rest of their schedule, other than two games against the Broncos and and the game against the Steelers, the rest of them are going to be a challenge. Yeah. Looks like Pittsburgh may not go to the playoffs and Kansas City might be sitting with them. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, you know what they're gonna say. I, I noticed the narrative. I've noticed the narrative. I've always okay. known Pittsburgh for having a really good defense, right? Yep. But they never talk about that shit. They always talk about Big Ben and you know, huh? It's it's kind of like just watching that one guy. How can I put it? I don't want to say Undertaker because Undertaker deserves more respect than that. But it's just like watching that one quarterback. You're ready to retire, and he's just, he just want to keep going. Feel like he got something in the tank, like Rocky when he was boxing at old age. Oh shit! It's like just give it up. You've done your justice for this city. I can get you one more time, then. Like I see that. <laughs> <laughs> like I I see that in him. And it's like you you gotta let it go. And every time the offense take little small strides, and I say small strides, it's like a baby standing up, not walking, just standing up. Like they take that stride, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, now that's the that's the Pittsburgh we know. They're coming now." I'm just like, they win one game every now and then, and then it's it's that Cowboys treatment. I'm like, yeah, the Cowboys treatment is it, like it left Dallas and just started <clears throat> bouncing around other teams. Well, Dallas, they feel like they're about to break that curse. Shit, they play this well. <laughs> the way they playing, they might be in the playoffs the next four or five years. Shit, the way they're playing, they might have Dak Prescott and Trayvon Diggs on the cover of Madden next year. Oh, no, we don't need that. <laughs> That's another thing right there when it comes to Patty. That's what's really killing him, man. That Madden <laughs> the, curse? Yeah, the curse can't get to him, so it's getting everybody else. No, nah, I mean, yeah, it's not really hit him, like. He he suffered a nice hit against the Titans, and he looks a little worse. But yeah, it's not it's not that bad so far anyway. Yeah, because the way I've always viewed the Madden curse is that it's going to either harm you or your team. I remember there was a while where the curse was, you know, whoever got on the curse, they got injured or they play bad. Yeah, it's like the injury part is stepping away, but the play bad. It's still there, but it doesn't seem to affect just you. It's like if Madden sees your team logo and it's not the Oakland Raiders. Oh, yeah, we're going to fuck that whole team. Yeah, I mean, you can't really say that it's affected the Chiefs defense because their defense has always been shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. It's been like that. Like, you were calling them out last year about it. Man, hey, you can only... Be as good as that defense will let you. If that defense is giving up points, you got to go out here and try to keep up. And everybody's basically doing what the Chiefs do now. You're going to make you play catch up. Yeah. Fight fire with fire. Exactly. It's, it's just that their fire is a little bit distinguished. It's like a lighter that's about to run out. That's all. You just got to refuel it, man. When I say refuel it, fix that fucking defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at, uh, we're talking about the Steelers. I'm looking at their defense. Their defense ain't even great anymore. Yeah, they're they're fine. They're middle of the pack. They're fifteenth overall, and they're twelfth against the run and sixteenth against the pass. They're allowing twenty two points a game. Like it, it's it's fine, but it ain't that defense we saw last year. That's like the theme so far with them, Washington and Tampa. Like I don't know what's going on. Man, it's crazy because Tampa's ranked tenth overall, and I'm yeah, like, it's still it's still good. Yeah, I'm like, how? That that secondary is shitty. I mean, nobody wants to run the ball on you guys. I get that. But your secondary is terrible. It's shitty and injured. Yeah. Like, I get it if they were healthy. Then I'm like, okay, this is a top 10 defense. Right now, they look like they're middle of the pack. Maybe 20. 
you know, when they keep people throwing the ball, you're going to be like, God damn, look at this Tampa Bay defense. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, if the front seven's not playing good and they're not getting to their quarterback, because their secondary was a problem last year, too. It's just that front seven, they got to the quarterback and forced turnovers. They forced mistakes. So if if they can, as long as they can keep relying on them, everybody's going to say that defense looks fine. But in all reality, I mean, let them go play. Let them go play the Packers, and they got <laughs> they got everybody healthy. Like the wide receivers are are available. Let them go do that. Let them go play. Fucking uh, shit. Tennessee looks fine right now, but I mean, hell, they're gonna have to run the ball all fucking day. Well, breaking news. Hell, fucking Derek Henry got a touchdown on the year passing. Yeah, right. <laughs> How you get he heard? <laughs> I heard on a podcast, and they were like, he heard that MVP award favors the quarterback, so he said, shit, let me play quarterback for a play. I mean, he ain't lying. That's why they made that offensive player of the year shit. You know, we can't participation awards. Yeah, pretty much like a silver medal for the MVP. Such bullshit. That's fucked up, ain't it? It really is. That's very fucked up right there. Like, just because your quarterback doesn't automatically, shouldn't automatically give you an, uh, an advantage for the MVP race. Like, if you're, if you're a quarterback and you're playing good, Versus being a running back or receiver and playing outstanding. Like, that shouldn't even be a contest. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. <clears throat> but shit, I'm going to keep an eye on, on the Chiefs when it comes to this trade deadline. Because something got to give. <laughs> like, something really got to give. Like, they, in, if they try to... I can see them not getting anyone. Like, maybe getting Marlon Mack, but... I can see them not getting anyone in the trade deadline to kind of help with that defense. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid and them are just, like, banking on what they got. But I don't think that would be smart. No, not at all. I heard that. I don't think it would happen because it's in division, but I heard that the Broncos have Kyle Fuller up for trade corner. Oh, no, nah, man. Kansas City getting the Golden State Warriors treatment right now. We ain't helping y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, it looks like we're gonna finish at the bottom of the division. So, what does it really matter? Well, it's crazy as hell, boy. At the beginning of the season, I thought I was gonna have to buy some drinks. Now, I look like everybody else gonna have to buy some drinks. Man, I don't want to talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> we still got half the season to go, bro. I don't I'm, know, man. Yeah. I'm just having my moment right now. <laughs> well, I'm from yeah. Atlanta. The Braves are in the the Braves are in the World Series. Like, the possibility of my confidence being shattered, it is at an all-time high right now. <laughs> it is at an all-time high. The Braves almost did it. <laughs> and they almost did it before they made it to the World Series. I'm like, you guys about to let another comeback happen? They, they fought that shit off. But no, it's just at an all-time high right now, but it, it's like, it's right there. The Braves, they somehow miraculously lose this World Series after being up. Oh, hell yeah, that confidence is coming down. Because if they lose, that means the Falcons about to go. Shoom. And they're going to run the table backwards. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I'm still tripping off that Super Bowl comment. I'm like, damn, I gave them 10 games. You know, my eyes are getting a little bit clearer. You know, it ain't all the way clear. I can open them up a little bit. You know, but holy shit, man. <laughs> Rumor is your uncle is still coughing to this day. Oh, man. I can't go around him and say that about the Super Bowl, man. He might cough for real. I slipped up last night and he started coughing again. <laughs> I got scared for a second. 
Uh, but man, so don't say that shit in public. People might mess around and think he has COVID. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We done killed a lot of this time here. Now, I'm still gonna get you TK. <laughs> no, nah, I'm still gonna get you TK. I just gotta praise Kyle Pitts just for a little bit before we move on to this next this next topic. I'm pretty sure you didn't see this game. I know you saw that beautiful picture on this post. It's on fanofeverything.com if you want to read it. I think he's top five. I truly think he's top five right now. I know things can change, but he is everything as advertised, and he's making Matt Ryan look good. The fact is crazy. Calvin Ridley's right there. And he's not really living up to the stand. He's not living up to this wide receiver one role that he wants. And I feel like that's okay. I feel like you shot. I feel like that's why you're dropping the ball a little bit more this year. Because you're so focused on taking over that, them shoes. And everybody then turned to Kyle Pitts. And they was like, oh, you know, here's the guy going to replace Julio Jones. What's Julio Jones still a unicorn, bro? Let this man, let them have two different careers. Like, bro, let them have two different careers, bro. He can't, nobody can be Julio Jones. We had him. He had a great time. Like, all-time leader in receiving yards for the Falcons. He left his mark. Nobody's going to be able to match that. We have something new here. We got a unicorn, man. Josh, when I tell you, I literally watch Falcon games for Kyle Pitts, and you know how much I complain about how they use them. You you hear this shit every week. Yeah. And they just start feeding him more and more. Because I'm like, Matt Ryan loves to have a good connection with a tight end, and you got a unicorn. This man, Eric Rowe, was holding Kyle Pitts' arm. And he just stuck the other one out and said, I still got it. <laughs> like, bruh. Like, they got to put three people on him in coverage. Xavier Howard couldn't even get this man to drop a pass. He couldn't get this man to drop a pass. He out here eating up the whole fucking defense. The whole defense. And we ain't going to talk about this whole thing of Justin Fields. I'm sorry for Justin Fields, you know? But I don't think we'll be three and three. With Justin Fields. We don't have anything for him. But Matt Ryan, he can try to make something work with nothing. He's had to do it a couple times in his career. But he got Cal Pitts. I need a jersey. <laughs> A-P-8. We might as well just start calling him that. I need me a jersey right now. This man is clutch. He already got the clutch gene. I'm sitting here in Monk like, I don't know. They they down. Two minutes left. And I'm sitting here like, y'all giving Matt Ryan the ball with two minutes left? I have more respect for him than that, man. Come on now. Hey, he got Kyle Pitts. He did it with the Giants. Oh, boy, we got shit. Two-minute drill? All right, man, 25-yard bomb. Kyle Pitts is getting field goal position. <laughs> like, bro, I'm cool with it. Get the fuck out of Dodge, man. Get this win. Get the hell out of Dodge. Top five kicker in the game. Top five tight end. I know we talk about Diggs a lot, Tevon Diggs, but A.J. Terrell hasn't even given up a pass this year, and nobody's talking about that. Like, dude hasn't given up a single pass all year. But I, I'm scared because I feel like they're going to put him in the same position as Desmond Trufant. 
They're going to try to get him help when it's too late. I hope they don't make the same mistake. But that's not the point. Falcons fans, we can get over Justin Fields, man. We can start to appreciate Matt Ryan just a little bit more because, unfortunately, we're probably going to see him again next year. But the way he's playing, he only had one interception in the past four games. He's only been sacked twice in the past four games. Arthur Smith said it. You keep this man upright, and he's going to give you MVP numbers. I did say whoa when I saw that, too. <laughs> I still say whoa because, you know, I need Gage back in the slot, and I need Calvin really to step in there, you know, to step into the fold. We can get Hurt, Hayden Hurst in here. We're cool. But we have a man who hasn't dropped a pass since 2019, and he was at Florida. That's a long-ass time, man. That's a long fucking time. You talking about third and receiving yards behind Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Third in yards per catch and first in yards per game. This motherfucker's the truth. He is the truth. And did I mention this nigga ain't drop a pass? I keep mentioning that shit. This man has not dropped a pass this year. I love this man, bro. I love Kyle Pitts. Thank you, Arthur Smith, for force-feeding him. A part of me feels like you heard me when I said force-feed this beast. Why have a unicorn if you're not going to use it? It's like Shaq going to the Lakers, and the Lakers never utilize Shaq. He right here. Nobody can stop him. I love Kyle Pitts. And I ain't afraid to say he's top five right now. That's it. That's it on that right there. Tony Khan, you next. (laughs) Tony Khan, Tony Khan, Tony Khan, man. First, let me say I love AEW. I truly do love AEW. You know, Josh, my birthday is November 3rd, and that falls on Dynamite Night. No, happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I always tell you, because I'm glad it's back on Wednesdays. You know, Wednesdays feel like my Fridays again now. I don't feel like I have to wait. Yeah, right. Mental therapy is here in the form of professional wrestling on Wednesdays again. Live everywhere now. Because apparently it wasn't at first. I found it out from my boy JK. Tony, 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 you have a great thing going here. You are literally the best thing going in professional wrestling in this state. I love New Japan, so I got to say in this state. I'm I'm not really sure yet if I can say it's just overall better than New Japan. The match has got to get cleaned up a little bit more first. <clears throat> but the way I feel about this, Josh, is the whole competition you know, trying to start this war with WWE. I don't think he should poke that bear. Did they not realize that Vince McMahon just walked into Saudi Arabia? And if I'm correct, a U.S. reporter was killed in Saudi Arabia a few years back, and they still mm-hmm. walked in there and did Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's true. You got to be willing to go to some dark places to compete with Vince, bro. 
None of this is personal for Vince. It is just business for him. Keeping this company afloat as long as he did, he made a lot of fucking hard decisions, and he got to look like a dick 24-7. We all know what happened under his watch, and we ain't really got to say it. The things that he ignored that came back to bite him in the ass, all the times he had to go stand in front of Congress and speak, all this shit about this company, steroids, everything. We're in a great time where people just want to see wrestling. And when you start to boast a little bit too much, people are going to start poking. And I really hope that your car, that, you know, your claws is kind of cleaned out and there's nothing but action figures in that bitch. That's what I really hope for because I want to see AEW around 20 years from now. I want to see that. <clears throat> but if you go the route of trying to take on that giant you're talking about Viagra on the pole matches, man. <laughs> You're talking Viagra on a pole matches. And I'm not saying the wrestling isn't good enough, but the advantage that WWE has is the casual viewer. They've been around so freaking long, they got a lot of casual viewers. And on top of that, they got a lot of stupid drama. And believe it or not, people tune in a lot for that drama. I tune in for 20 minutes to see the drama and turn it off. Some people just stay watching. But I stick to professional wrestling. Don't don't dabble with that world of sports entertainment because Vince has said it time and time again. And I know wrestling fans continue to ignore it. It shows me that they're not watching these documentaries that they put on Peacock, The Cock, or that they had on WWE Network recent, like years ago. Did everybody miss the Monday Night Wars documentary? All the times Vince sat up there and said, when Ted Turner called him and said, I'm in a professional wrestling business, what did he tell him? That's great. I'm in the sports entertainment business. And he still is to this day. That's why they used all the terminology. You hear JR say professional wrestling. You hear Michael Cole talk about sports entertainment. Everybody talks about in the land of sports entertainment because they know they're the only one there. There is nothing else. It's WWE. Professional wrestling, of course, you got ROH, who some for some reason they're not in the fold of all this. I'm 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 just really shocked on they're not as big as they should be, in my opinion. Like you got ROH, not no offense though, they have good matches. They got my boy Jonathan Gresham there. ROH, you know, NWA, N MLW, fuck it, Impact, <laughs> AEW, on and on, because you know they got a lot of local promotions too. But there's a lot of professional wrestling, and you're on top of the professional wrestling world. I feel like that's good. That should be good enough right now. I don't feel like we should take no major leaps. Do you see what Eric Bischoff had to do to get attention from Vince? He had to go on TV and say, I'm going to wrestle you, but this man turned out to be a black belt in karate. <laughs> like, Tony Khan, are you going to do that? You don't have to do that. You have a beautiful product. Honestly, all we need is just great wrestling. We figure out the drama later. We'll get more better storytelling. I feel like the storytelling is okay, but obviously it's just something that isn't catching to draw more viewers. And I'm not saying this shit for shade. This is my last comment. When your show is live and it gets beat by a rerun, you should not be thinking competition right now. You got beat by a rerun. And I watched Dynamite. Excellent episode. Got beat by a rerun of SmackDown. 
that's something right there. You can't ignore that. So, TK, just focus on AEW. Be the king of professional wrestling. Focus on the wrestling aspect of that business. Everything else will come. More wrestling fans will come. Trying to poke that bear, you're going to have to throw away some tradition, man. You got to throw away some morals. You got to be able to, you got you to throw away everything that you think is professional wrestling and just try to get the casual viewer. Your product is not meant for the casual viewer. Your product is meant for the hardcore fan. The hardcore fan can still make you money and more fans will fall in line. Don't go that route. You got an alternative. I don't want to eventually see signs of, you know, a <laughs> Viagra on a pole match or even worse, you know, uh, damn, Trent. Yeah, I don't want to see his mom on a pole. I don't want to see that match either. Or Granny on a pole match. I don't want to see that shit, man. I don't want to see Cody Rose come out with the mask, uh, the Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> I don't want to see that. You tried, you got that demo, and I, I get it. We take in moral victories here. We don't look at the overall picture of things. We're just going to take that moral victory. But try to be different. Continue to be different, if I must say. Don't try to go and compete with them. Make them compete with you. Because if you're looking, they're already doing that. They're not going to say it. They're going to keep saying it in the land of sports entertainment. But they're trying to compete with AEW while they're still getting more viewers than you. You're doing something right. Don't compete with them. Continue to force them to compete with you. Because if you try to compete with them, you're going to have Viagra on the pole matches. Oh, man. I, I 100% see what you're saying. I'm, I'm taking the question. The question is, should he avoid competition? I don't think he should avoid it. I feel like right now your product is so hot, you know, so popular, getting so much traction. You should ride it. You should ride it right in to hopefully not. You're not going to run WWE out of business. That's not that's not going to happen anytime soon. But at the moment, you know, we were talking about this earlier with, you know, lazy booking and, you know, just boring boring weekly shows there's a lot of other fans that feel that way and right now it seems like from i think around the time that punk returned it seemed like vince was kind of you know kind of nervous kind of on his heels you know bringing back john cena becky lynch brock lesnar you know just it seems like vince was getting a little desperate and that's exactly what you want to see if you support AEW or you just want to see, you know, WWE just not just be knocked back a peg or two. Because if you let them, if you let Vince just keep doing his thing, he's going to keep putting out a shitty product. I know Tony, I don't know if he truly cares about, you know, what WWE is doing. I know he's all, always taking shots. I mean, but, he's already said, like, you know, we're not looking at WWE's product when we're doing our shows. I mean, I get that because it's been known that WWE, they'll they'll look at your product while their shows are going on. 
Yeah, I know, but you can you can say whatever you want. You might be, you know, he might be lying. He could easily be lying. Um, I don't think he should be looking at, truly looking at the product because, you know, it's like football. You don't want to play down to your competition. And I think quality-wise, that would AEW be playing down to WWE. Um, you know, WWE always has a fantastic roster because they have all that money to spend to acquire these guys. But, you know, for the most part, from week to week, the booking is so bad. And they it seems like they never know how to correctly use their talent, which is what we're seeing with guy jumping ship to AEW and like all the all the great usage from Miro to Malik or yeah, Malachi Black, other guys. You know, you see guys get used better. You know, just be in better position, be featured on the show week after week. And it's just WWE fails to do that every time. Look at Adam Cole. Adam Cole was great in NXT. But there's a reason why so many NXT guys say that they don't want to go to the main roster because they're just going to get fucked up. Just look at... Was it Bearcat Keith Lee? I don't even want to talk about that <laughs> shit, man. They they really screwing him over, bro. Just look at him. Or just look at what's left of the guys from Retribution. You know, it's just example after example of shitty storytelling, shitty characters, people not being properly booked. And if you're AEW, you know, that's what you're doing right. You know, this is your chance. You guys are riding high. Just keep it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna... saying I'm not saying you should, you know, like you were saying, poke the bear, but don't avoid them. That you got no reason to avoid what WWE is doing. Just ride your path. And if WWE wants to try to knock you off, you knock them off first. I feel you. Thing is, I keep saying he ain't got to. Don't don't even go that way because you gotta you gotta do some demeaning things to get them viewerships. Because WWE they like okay you don't understand how how low we'll go. Viewership, <laughs> <laughs> like they, you understand that's a rabbit hole that you don't want to jump down. I keep saying Viagra on a pole match for viewership. I'm they gonna they go ain't gonna that. they ain't gonna go down to that. I don't think. Oh, I pray they never do. I pray they never do. I'll be highly upset the moment I'll see any stupid, <laughs> any stupid stipulation matches. And I'm not even talking about the the explosive bar wire because that was a big fuck up. They need to redo that and get it done right. Well, the fact that they went through that, that was, you know, that was a meme for a while. You know, people were making fun of that for the longest time, but they're still here. They're oh, still here and they're thriving. Because of that. I don't know why people thought they were going to go anywhere because of that. You're a new company. At least they dare to be different. See, but a lot of a lot of people would just look at that, look at that one fuck up, and they say, you know, see, this is another WWE wannabe, and they're gonna fail. And then you look, and they've been here what like three years already. Yeah, going on three years, I think it's been a long time. Time is flying every time I watch this shit. I still can't believe I just got into this this year. I've been trying to tell you. You have been. I think it was July. Yeah. Damn, it's only been three months. Three or four months. Damn. Time 
is flying. And also, when it comes to the whole booking situation, we'll get back to that because there's a couple wrestlers they swerving. They can't book everybody, but that's because they got they got a lot of talent. But the the way they're booking some some guys, specifically, I'll say Brian Cage, he don't he don't deserve that booking, man. They could book him way better. But like I said, that's the conversation for another day. Let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. Ah. The trade talks about Deshaun Watson is heating up, and I don't know. This is what I wanted to ask you about. Like, should people really buy into this hype? Like, we get that he's a great player, but there's still that what if of can he play this year? Are you going to take on all these, everything that he got going on surrounding him? Because if it was me personally, I'm, I'm just going to sit back and I'll wait to the offseason, let him clear all this shit up. Because I know it's Deshaun Watson. You, you get him, you're going to want him to play immediately. Yeah, I feel like if a team's going to trade for him, you got to basically trade for him expecting him to play next year. Um, I heard, I forget what podcast it was, but they were talking about how I think Miami, I think they're talking about Miami. They said they should trade for him. They're the front runners right now. Yeah, they're either talking about Miami or Carolina. They were saying they should trade for Watson, and then they should announce like right away he's gonna be our starter uh, this week. That way, you know, if Roger Goodell's gonna do something, he's gonna do it right then and there. If Watson's gonna serve some kind of suspension, it's gonna start this year, and then he can get it out of the way going into next year. You know, you have your quarterback. Um, I don't know exactly if that would happen that way or not. But I mean, it sounds like a good idea to me, especially if you're, if you're, you know, Carolina. You know, Sam Darnold's been looking like trash. He just got benched. Um, Miami, it's it's really weird with them because two is looking pretty good. Um, yeah, I know they lost to Jacksonville and everything, but and they just lost to Atlanta. But overall, he's looking, he's looking improved over the last few weeks. Um, you know if. If another team could trade for Tua or you can send him back to Houston in that deal, maybe that knocks out another first-round pick. Then you got to pay a little bit less to get Watson. Uh, if I were another team, I would try to inquire about Tua. Uh, I know we're talking about Watson. Um, so, yeah, Deshaun Watson, he's still young. You know, he can afford to sit out the rest of this year and then going into next season and beyond, you know, you still got plenty of years left. If I feel like it's true that if something's going to happen with uh, Deshaun being put on the exempt list, it's going to happen immediately after you announce him as your starter. It could be kind of like a bluff game, kind of a game of chicken. Like, I'm going to announce him as my starter. You got to do something about it or else. And if he doesn't do anything about it, hey, just roll with it. I can't lie. I'm with you on the... I just, how can I put it? I know me, if I was Carolina, I I hate to see this happen to Sam Donald. He started off really good. But, like. It's Christian McCaffrey that's helping him out so much. I know, right? (laughs) Once once CMC went out, it all went back to, like, the New York Jets, Sam Donald. Yep. That's his goddamn shit. Adam Adam Gase is like, ha, you can't blame me for this one. Yeah, he's right. (laughs) <laughs> He's right about that. 
Wait. Because I know me. If I if I saw this... Okay, like, for instance, Miami. Or anybody, honestly. You're going to have to give up your quarterback. But if that's the case, if I got to give up my quarterback and I get him... I would get him and I'll have him... I'll, like you said, I'll, I'll move the... I'll move some chains. He's going to be my starter this week just to see what Roger Goodell does. But I feel like... Don't don't think you're gonna just get over on Roger. I feel like you should definitely go into that with the mindset of he's gonna play next year. But the problem is, Miami they're making that move because they feel like they can win now. I, I feel like they should definitely set him for you for the rest of the season. But they feel like they can win now. And like if if Deshaun Watson, because this is my last question before before we move, because it's so tricky. Because I, I like to think what. What would they do when I find out he's not an exempt list or anything? They're just letting the season go by. and He's just sitting there waiting. <clears throat> you mean as the as the Houston Texans? No, like he's just sitting there going by. But like, what? Not the Houston Texans. Everybody else. It's like, okay, you get him in Miami. You got Jacoby Brissett. You can let him start for a couple games. If you gotta sit him out for the rest of the year, but personally, I'm like just sit him out for the rest of the year. Like somebody, if I was me, I would have been traded for him and just sat him for the rest of sat him until we figure out what's going on. And yeah. just get somebody else. Like I'll go get Cam. Let you start for the rest of the year. We go in <laughs> and we're gonna have. I'm sorry, Cam. I'm sorry. I'm about to do this to you. But we get to Sean Watson. Oh damn! You're not gonna have a pick. You're gonna have to give up. You're gonna have to give up picks and everything for the Sean. This is tough, man. This is tough. I have no reassurance. All I get is Deshaun Watson, and he may or may not play. I do the deal, man. I do the deal. Um, the, right now, it seems like the pressure would be on the Texans if teams are offering them, offering, offering them a uh, a deal for him, because the trade deadline is next week. So I mean, you know, you know, Houston wants to get rid of him. You know, they want to get a haul for him. And you know you only got limited time to take the deal. They they could always try to hold out even longer and wait till the off season, but I don't know, man. It's interesting. You're gonna love my mic drop. Oh God, <laughs> you're gonna love this mic drop, dude. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I gotta ask you that. So this is the last one because my mind's just going crazy right now. So. Let's say Denver. I know you say you're not really banking on this happening. Mm. Let's say Denver gets him and you find out he can play. Does that immediately put them back in the Super Bowl conversation? I don't know about the Super Bowl conversation, but definitely in the playoff race. Uh, for the first, obviously the first three games, we, you know, we crushed the Jets, Giants, and Jaguars. They're trash teams. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater started to struggle against better defenses. And part of that's definitely on the offensive line. Part of that's on injuries. Jerry Judy going down. We're getting him back this week. That's a good sign. But, you know, our defense has been a lot worse than we thought. (laughs) Uh, You know, I feel like like Watson coming in, that would put – extra motivation into the guys defensive, especially Von Miller. Von's going to say, 
oh shit, we got a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Teddy. Teddy was great at first. He had a good run. Yeah, those three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Vaughn's the kind of guy that, you know, he'll see that we have a chance to win. He'll get motivated. And he'll get, you know, his teammates on defense motivated. Bradley Chubb's going to be back soon from his, I think he had an ankle injury. And hopefully, you know, I say this all the time, but hopefully we can get that pass rush going again. We need, we just need to stop the run. You know, we lost our top two middle linebackers. So that's definitely a big part of it. But we gave up over 100 yards to a third string running back on Thursday night football. I think it was 140. Like, what the hell are you doing? I watched, I was watching that game and I was just frustrated the whole time. I was like, man, we're not going to win this game. We started to come back later, but I'm, I'm a pessimistic Bronco fan at this point. <laughs> if we get Watson, we'll definitely make a run at the playoffs, but it'll take a little extra help. To get to the Super Bowl. All right. I like that. All right, man. I realize in one of my league, one of the fantasy leagues, I actually have a winning record. So I'm back in it. I'm tuned. Fantasy pick six. Who you got for me this week? All right. Well, a little bit before we got started here, I realized that my first start is actually out for the next game. Uh, it's Alan Lazard from the Packers. Yeah. He's on the COVID list as well, along with Devontae Adams. So it looks like they're both going to miss miss the game on uh, Thursday night. So I only got two starts for you here. My first start is, we were just talking about the Broncos. Whoever plays running back for the Washington football team, we saw how bad the run defense was for Denver. Like I said, allowed 140 yards to the third string running back on the Cleveland Browns with a banged up left tackle and the backup right tackle and the backup quarterback and injured Jarvis Landry, a receiver. Like, there's no excuse for this. It seems like the Broncos run defense is just so bad at this point. Whether the Washington football team is going to play Antonio Gibson, which I think they will. You know, he played last week. He's still dealing with the shin injury, but he he should be good to go. So whether it's Gibson, J.D. McKissick, or Jarrett Patterson, the running back's going to eat just straight up. So whoever's, whoever's getting the main, the bulk of the workload for Washington at running back, you start them. My other start is the Dallas Cowboys running back. Backup running back Tony Pollard at the Minnesota Vikings. This is only if you're having, you know, three running backs to start or two flex positions. If you're just doing two running backs and one flex, I don't know if you really want to do that. Do you really want to start him? Um, we're going to talk about this game later, but Minnesota is 26th against the run. And that's the main stat that I'm looking at when I'm looking at this game. Um, I feel like there's going to be plenty of points scored in this one. It's going to be a very exciting game. Game of the week to me. Tony Pollard's been getting not as many touches as Zeke, but he's been getting more than enough to make a fantasy impact. And with the weak run defense from Minnesota, I feel like Pollard's going to eat again. 
Uh, as for my sits here, Thursday night I have Arizona running back James Conner against the Green Bay Packers. He's more of a goal line specialist or a short yardage guy. He's been getting lucky with touchdowns uh, recently, but this is more like a Chase Edmonds kind of game. Even though we talked about Adams and Lazard being out, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is still going to find ways to put points on the board, whether it's uh, Robert Tanyan or getting, you know, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones involved more in the passing game. It's going to be there's going to be points on the board. So I feel like this game running back wise, it's going to be more towards Chase Edmonds, who's the pass catcher of the group. And I just don't see as many opportunities for James Conner on the ground. He's not going to get as lucky with the short yardage touchdowns this week. My uh-huh. second sit is we were just talking about him too. Tua Tungavailoa at Tua. the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, last time these guys uh, squared off, I think it was week two. The Bills won 35-0. to zero. Um, Tua definitely looks better than he did. But this is definitely more of a trap since, you know, lately two has been looking good, like we were talking about. Um, you know, Buffalo's defense has been looking good recently. And we've seen, if we've been watching Miami recently, Miles Gaskin, he's trash. Um, what's his name? Malcolm Brown. I believe he's dealing with an injury. I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, they don't have a running game. So... With the lack of a running game, it's going to be more predictable to put them in a pass situations, and I think Buffalo's defense can get after them and take advantage. My third sit is Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd at the New York Jets. I believe that the Bengals are going to crush the New York Jets, except it's going to be mostly on the ground. Joe Mixon's going to have a great day. Um, this is actually my lock of the week. I just want to throw out there, I'm 7-0 and on the season <laughs> when it comes to the lack of the week. Uh, the Jets, so far this season, surprisingly, they haven't allowed more than two touchdown passes in a game against them. Obviously, this is more because they're getting, you know, they're getting beat. So there's not as much reason for the other team to really pass the ball. I think the Bengals will throw for at least two touchdowns, uh, Joe Burrow. But considering how well he's been connecting with Jamar Chase and how well Jamar Chase has been playing, I think if they do throw two touchdowns, it's going to be both to Chase. Tyler Boyd just hasn't been getting the the targets and the looks as he usually does. Um, yeah, Chase is going to get the targets, and there won't be as many targets to go around because Joe Mixon's going to eat on the ground. Nice. We reached the end. That was pick number three. Yep. All right. You got to throw it out there every week now. I'm undefeated. You going to cut a promo? Absolutely. I'll be back next week with my 8-0 rant. <laughs> We're going to put that down, too. Ah, uh, man. Okay. <laughs> man, we're going to put that down. The Jets going to turn around and beat them. Oh, shit. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <clears throat> I was glad. All right. So, now I did some research, but I don't really want to base it on the past. I feel like people are sleeping on this 
this Viking teams are three and one in the conference. I feel like people are sleeping on them. I get the Dallas Cowboys are very, very good team this year. I'm completely blown away. Pause. <laughs> and I, I still can't say how about them. I still can't say it. But do you view this game as a potential trap game? Just from your point of view. I could see it. Um, I don't think it will be. We talked about this earlier. I don't think that the Vikings will win this game. But I can definitely see it happening. Uh, I have this one being a very close game. Like I said earlier, Minnesota's 26 against the run. I feel like that's going to be the key. The Cowboys, their bread and butter is the ground game. Zeke and Pollard. And I feel like that's going to be what does Minnesota end this week. Uh, I have Dallas winning 30-27. to 27. It's going to be a good game. Kirk Cousins is playing phenomenal. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they're still a great duo. Adam Thielen's been coming on the last, last few weeks. He's been having good games. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, running backs, they're fantastic. Um, yeah, I think points are going to be on the board. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Trevon Diggs does not have an interception this week. Kirk Cousins has been playing really well. And between the threat of Dalvin on the ground, and then you got multiple options through the air. Kirk Cousins has been playing smart football. I, I'm i going to say that they avoid a Trayvon Diggs interception. Um, yeah, I think this one's going to come down to, like I said, Zeke and Pollard just putting it on on the ground. It's going to be a really close game. I would not be surprised at all if Minnesota pulls this one off, but I got Dallas winning it. Okay. I can't lie to you. I got Dallas winning. I got Dallas winning it too. Um, it's funny that you make that interception comment. I was looking up uh Kirk Cousins stats against the um it's the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, I gotta give a shout out to StatMuse. They're very there's the most convenient stat website I've been on. Like they're very convenient. If you're not, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, Josh, I'll send you the link. You can go in here and ask a lot of questions, and they'll go and pull the stats for you. Oh shit, that's cool as hell. Yeah, I can tell you right now. Since we've are, since we're talking about this, before we move into the next, I'll tell you this right now. Kirk Cousins' record against the Cowboys in his career is two and seven. Ooh. Over that span, he's thrown seventy percent. 2,453 yards, 17 touchdowns, and five interceptions. But he's been hit 16 times. Well, that's because he's mostly played on Washington when he played Dallas. Yeah. Washington never truly had a great offensive line. And then Minnesota, at times, their offensive line looks good. But it's, you know, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. But if if you uh, haven't had a chance to look at that website, it's very helpful. There's a lot of stats you can pull up on there. I'll tell anybody, statmuse.com. Very convenient when it comes to stat searching for the stat lovers. But I see what you mean. I just feel like, I don't know. This is the game that, especially if Minnesota can keep it close, this is the game that probably wake everybody up, wake everybody up to Minnesota because the season ended right now. They'll be one of the playoff teams. 
They like, sitting right there, three and one in the conference. So they got a little, they got a nice little snug when it comes to conference wins. But like you said, I didn't pay attention to that that run defense. And yeah, Dallas Cowboys, that's the bread and butter. So yeah, that's gonna be tough. But I see this as a potential trap game. Kirk Cousins, you put me on game with Kirk Cousins. He's been playing great. Hey man, I've been I've been saying it. He's a franch. He's a little. I think he's like thirty three, yeah. but he's a franchise quarterback. Like he's been playing phenomenal this season. <laughs> One hundred five passer rating because you know they love Kirk Cousins with those passer ratings. Yeah, yeah. thirteen touchdowns, two picks. Boy. I'm just I'm just saying, man. <laughs> he ain't me? gonna win. He ain't gonna win MVP, but I mean he's. He ain't going to be at the bottom of the barrel. I'll tell you this when it comes to MVP, they need to go ahead and just wrap it up in a nice Christmas package. Maybe do some Tom Brady Christmas wrapping. Just wrap it up and just go ahead and hand it to Tom Brady. I thought you were going to say Tom Brady gift wrapping and then give it to Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be. If anybody besides a quarterback deserves to win this, it is Derrick Henry. This man, somebody said it best. They said Derrick Henry is the guy that you <laughs> that you created in Madden. He really is, dude. Like, max out there, his height and weight and give him, like, max speed. Yeah. He's that, that character that when you're bored, you just want to break all the records. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, video game. But, shit, Tom Brady... I don't know. I know they're going to try to snub him again. But come on, man. Just give him one more before he go. And it's not like you just give him. You don't him. need one He's more, He's earning man. it. What, he is he got all these Super Bowls? You <laughs> don't need one more. What's one more MVP going to do for him? One more MVP? One more MVP is going to stick it to the man, Roger Goodell. <laughs> this was all about at the end of the day. He hates handing him the trophy. <laughs> so that's what yeah, he better focus on. He better focus on Goodell handing him that Super Bowl trophy, not the MVP. Man, we could just add it with it. I'm just saying, you know, give it to them all at one time. Oh, so you're guaranteeing a Tampa Bay Super Bowl win? No. <laughs> if they get Let there, absolutely. <laughs> Let it be known. Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. Matt is calling a Tampa Bay Super Bowl win. Week week eight. Eight. Is it really hard to believe? The Week 8 podcast. He's not denying it. Is it really hard to believe? <laughs> Like I told you, I said if I had to, if I had to swap, I get your pick, Cowboys and Bills. I'm respecting that. But I said, I said back in the summer, all the way into the season, about the Chiefs and the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl because I was like, we're gonna get a rematch. But then you see that the Chiefs are literally wet in the bed and shitting on themselves right now. That's so I was like, if I had to pick one to go, it, it was going to be the Buccaneers. And if they get there, Tom Brady ain't planning on losing another one. I mean, unless Eli come out of retirement, or Nick Foles somehow end up on the on the opposite team, but I am I shocked. I don't see him losing the other one. I'm shocked that you're picking Tampa to rep the M- NFC in the Super Bowl over your Atlanta Falcons. Pat oh Ryan my is on the God. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is a top five tight end. Kyle Pitts is still a top five tight end. I do agree it's with that. They not going to the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh I had to get that in there. Oh my god! Almost—they're <laughs> not good. <laughs> no, they're not going to the Super Bowl. No. 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Man, you know how much of a turnaround that got to be? Calvin really, what they, man, what they said at the beginning of the year, he was going to have almost 1,500 yards. They projected him to have 1,500 yards. I mean, with the way Cal Pitts playing, and if Ridley was playing like that and the defense was top-notch, then, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Let, let's pump the brakes for a minute. <laughs> I realized after week one that we're in a semi-rebuild. <laughs> they got to figure out this offense. Dean Pease got to figure out this defense. But shout-out to Dean Pease because A.J. Terrell has not given up a catch all season. I just want to say how big of a disappointment Calvin Ridley's been for me. Oh, my main... In my main fantasy league, he was my first receiver taken. I picked him and Godwin. Ah, uh, man, he was after like week four, I think it was. I traded him and Tyson Williams from Baltimore. I traded them to to another guy for Justin Jefferson. I'm so happy that he accepted that trade. I didn't think he would. That's actually a really good. Tra- I'm glad I didn't trade Mike Evans. He may had a good game this week. Oh, oh, let let me just tell you. The biggest mistake I've made in fantasy this year. My third to last pick, because you know I always take defense and kicker at the very end. My last positional pick that wasn't kicker or defense, you know who it was? Who was it? And I end up cutting him after, I think, week one. And for Tyson Williams, Jamar Chase. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Every now and then I think about that and I cry a little. That's all right, man. You need a hug, man? I think I do, man. That's all right, man. Just, you know, I'll, I know you can't see me, but I'm reaching my arms out like imaginary. You know? no, so am I. So am I. Yeah, like I'm hugging you, man. It's all right, dude. That's all right. I, oh, just found it, I found it weird that somebody thought I would trade Mike Evans and we're in a dynasty. I'm not a fool. Is that the, that's <laughs> the deal that you showed me? Yeah. Like, we're in a dynasty. <laughs> it was like, it was like a... Second, a third, and like three fourth round picks. No the nerve. <laughs> I need a running back, man. <laughs> I like I like how you're like, I'm not crazy, right? This is a really bad deal. <laughs> you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful in those leagues. People are gonna send out like spam trace to everybody and just hope somebody falls for it. God damn, that shit I, happens. I mean, that I shit know I... all the time. I had someone the other day offer me. It was like my 2024 second round pick. And it was that. And they would give me like three fourth round picks. I was like, no, I ain't doing that. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, be shitting me, man. You, 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 just gotta, gotta, you gotta watch it, man. People were trying to be sneaky like that. Yeah, that shit caught me off guard. I'm like, you crazy. It's a dynasty, though. I can't just go back and redraft them. It's not like, oh, I could trade you these and I could just go back and redraft them in the next draft. No, I gotta, like, I keep <laughs> the picks and you keep them. Like, no, get out of here, dog. It's a losing season. Win a rebuild. Right. What am I going to get with a fourth round pick? Exactly, man. <laughs> we, don't even, we don't know who's coming out the draft. I mean, I got to be honest with you. It's probably going to be a defensive player going going like number one. I don't see a, I don't see a, a quarterback that's really like eye popping right now. Like I, I need to talk to Dylan about this upcoming draft. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till we get back into the into draft season again. I got as, questions as a Bron. <laughs> As a Broncos fan, I'm ready for it. <laughs> like, I got questions, man. Whenever you talk to Dylan, tell him I got questions. I've been ke- I've been keeping up with college football. I try to watch like a game or two every Saturday, but I don't see a single quarterback that I'm just sitting here like, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch this guy. I'm watching Georgia because they're dominant. Like that's yeah, I don't it. Think there, I don't think there is one. 
I don't think there is a quarterback at the moment anyway. You know how, you know, guys can come on hot at the end of the season and then all of a sudden everybody's praising them like they're the greatest thing ever. Yeah, because I can't lie to you. I was going to look into the guy from Coastal Carolina. I kept seeing him pop up on my feed. But, you know, I know you're not really playing nobody. So who they just recently lost to? I decided to watch the Appalachian State game. And them niggas lost to Appalachian State. Well, you got to be careful about that, too, because that's one of the reasons me and Dylan was so low on Devontae Smith was just the fact that you can't you can't judge him too much just based on how big or how small the college is. You know, there's too many people that have just come out of Alabama and people think just because they're from Alabama automatically makes them, you know, a future NFL superstar. We could pull 50 guys. (laughs) We could pull 50 guys from Alabama that did not make it. Exactly. Like between <coughs> between, you know, like Alabama, Clemson, even even your LSU. Yep. You know, it's just <laughs> you don't wanna you don't wanna put too much stock into just what college they came from. You you can use that as like a factor when you're looking at their body of work and projections as a whole, but you know, you don't wanna make that too much of a factor. You wanna more look into their talent and the team that they had around them. I respect it. Maybe yeah, I'll we'll, give him another we'll get, shot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that uh, in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. Dylan, I miss you, buddy. I really would love to hear how you feel about your Minnesota Vikings. Oh, you know he's, you know he likes them. Yeah. Matt, I would really love to hear how you feel about your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're around on the group chat, so I'm pretty sure they'll... They should respond if we say something to them. Yeah, I would really love to hear how you feel about this right now. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I was really hyped for the Cardinals versus Green Bay Packers game. And before we even get into that, always we always seem to forget, but we're going to start throwing this shit around here, man. You can follow us on Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast, Twitter, The Daily FOE. You can follow Josh, J underscore whole 34. You'll hear it in the entrance, and you'll also hear it at the end of the podcast as well. But I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm trying to get more listeners, man. Oh, I don't even want to talk to you about that journey, man. I've been approached by, like, boy, we'll talk about that when this shit goes off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll talk about that when this shit goes off. But I was excited for this game until I found out Adams was hurt. Well, not hurt, but he's out with COVID. Hope you get better. And then, uh, what, Alan Lazar? Did I I get that right? I know. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so then I found out today that he's out. I'm sitting here like, damn, this isn't the game of the week anymore. I'm going to have to change my pick. That's exactly what I said in my write-up. I was like, man, if, you know, if if those guys weren't out, it would be a a close one to see what game of the week is. But I don't know. That made me upset. I was really, really hyped for it. I wrote that down as my game of the week before the before uh, Sunday hit. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like, oh, fuck, yeah. I can't wait for that. And it's on a Thursday night? Like, come on now. I'm like, let's fucking go. I got a reason to be excited for Thursday night football. Kyler Murray, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, two great teams. I'm not going to say AFC Championship, like NFC Championship preview, because, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see that. I mean... Dallas is really the team to watch. No offense, Arizona. D- Dallas, man. It's a, not... it's a possibility, though. It's definitely a possibility. We see upsets and, you know, shocking things happen in the playoffs all the time. Yeah, 
We definitely do. But you know how I feel when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Like regular season Rodgers. We're seeing it. It's nothing different. Like we're seeing the same thing we've always seen. Great quarterback, great running back, great wide receiver. One probably like the best duo in my opinion as far as wide, quarterback wide receiver when it comes to Rodgers and Adams. Although Ooh. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase is creeping up, man. I know. Little by They're little. creeping up my list because they both came out of LSU. They're creeping up my list. <laughs> you got a little bias for them. Oh, absolutely, man. Go Tigers. Like, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Absolutely. They definitely I mean, ain't up there yet, but they're they're on the way. Oh, absolutely on the way. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I was really excited for this game. And to find this stuff out going into this day, and we had to talk about it, I was like, damn. But then it hit me in the back of my mind. This could be one of those days. Aaron Rodgers say, hold my beer. And make some shit happen. I don't know if it's going to be it, but this could be one of them days. Yeah, like I said earlier. All right, God. Oh, no, go ahead, man. I was going to say, like I said earlier, I feel like Rodgers is going to do his thing. He's going to find a way to, you know, get guys to their targets, put guys in position, put points on the board, try to keep up with Kyler. He's going to he's gonna go up to Kyler before the game, be like, hey, can I borrow Christian Kirk just for this game? You're not using him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. You got D-Hop and A.J. Green. You still got Rondell. We'll take Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk, whichever one you don't want. Come on. I'll, I'll take either one. Come on. I'll give you an autographed jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Kyra's like, okay, I'm going to beat you anyway. <laughs> Man. Uh, but, I mean, I I could see it. You know, with Rodgers just finding a way to get between Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Robert Tanyan. I, I'm not sure. I think MVS, I believe MVS is healthy. But uh, yeah, he's gonna find a way. He's got Randall Cobb too. Yeah. So he'll he'll find a way to get his guys involved. You want to know a crazy ass stat? Uh no, never mind, never mind. MBS you want to know is out crazy? with a hamstring? What's that? <laughs> you want to know a crazy ass stat? Yes. Devontae Free Devontae Adams has seven hundred and forty four receiving yards. Nobody else has over two hundred. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Well, that shit better turn around in this game. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now, too. <laughs> God damn. The second highest is Aaron Jones. Bruh. Oh, man. Damn, I'm about to That's... watch this game just to see. Hey, we might need to start somebody from the fucking Green Bay Packers. Jesus Christ. That's some shit right there. Right? His it's... only hope was Alan Lazard, and he's out with COVID. Man, Randall Cobb better back, turn back into 2014, Randall Cobb. Well, that's the only hope we got now. <laughs> that's right? the only hope Rodgers got. Or he could turn into James Winston and just feed, feed uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, feed Aaron Jones like he Alvin Kamara. <laughs> like, Jones and Dylan, you're going to have to get them involved. Yeah. Maybe maybe try to line Aaron Jones out wide. <laughs> he you know ain't got what? that speed, but. Hey, Jordan loves here. You know, Aaron Rodgers can step out and play wide receiver. Nah, nah. 
You should. I think he. I think he'd be better off putting Jordan Love at receiver. Shit. Nah, no. Maybe kick return or something. I don't see that shit. And they might end up having to (laughs) make them tight end. They might end up having to put a defensive player out there, receiver. Something, because Jesus Christ, that that is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we're only in week eight. This man can probably he probably can go for close to two thousand yards at the pace he's going. AP ain't missed this game. No, he probably can do it with it. He's averaging over 105 yards a game. Yeah, I mean, guys, guys usually don't, you know, just keep the keep the trend of their average per game throughout the season. But then again, we've seen Devontae literally go for over 200 yards in a game. So yeah. just this season. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. Going for another 200-yard game, that'll make up for a game missed. True. <laughs> Man, Green Green Bay better pull Cam Newton. Boy. Sign Cam Newton, play him at running back slash receiver. Trade trade with Atlanta. Try to get Cordero Patterson. They nah, gotta do something. Nah. We on a two game winner streak. I'm sorry. He's not available <laughs> right now. He said, no, no, no. We're 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 focused on winning. We're yeah, in win we're, now mode. No, hell no. We <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay's like, yo, we'll give you Jordan Love and a first-round pick for Kyle Pitts. I'll burn my future <laughs> Kyle Pitts jersey if that trade ever went down. I will burn it. <laughs> like, I will bur- I will take that to a gun range and ask them to make that my target. <laughs> I would be highly upset if any form of blasphemy ever went down. They shouldn't. What? What? <laughs> I'll lose my shit. Well, you nah, got to but... call. You got to call the hospital for me. <laughs> Where you at? Like that's how bad it would be. <laughs> and before I saw the Devontae Adams news, I had this game being thirty-seven thirty, Arizona. But after seeing that, and then Alan Lazard, I have it thirty-seven twenty-four. Oh, it's okay. I'll, you can change it, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, I changed it before I sent him into you. Okay. Yeah, you said 37-24? Yep. <coughs> That's respectable. That's very respectable. I, I don't know what type of <laughs> God-like shit Aaron Rodgers got to pull off for this one, but I've never seen no shit like this before. You don't have a single receiver over 200 yards except for him. Maybe maybe trade, for, trade with Seattle. They ain't using Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith. True. I'm just saying. <laughs> True. 49ers, they ain't using Brandon Ayuk. They can, there are plenty of people. There are plenty of people that aren't being used right now on other teams, whether they're contenders or, you know, they're one of the guys fighting for a top draft pick. Trade with Houston. Get Brandon Cooks. Oh, boy. Houston about to Trade. offload everybody. <laughs> oh, you know. You know what we need. It's perfect. Yeah, they about to get rid of everybody. Green Bay needs to trade for Allen Robinson. Oh, mm, oh, oh how did we not think of oh, that already? That is the number oh, one option. That's because it's like giving a crazy man a loaded handgun. No, <laughs> man, Chicago ain't doing shit anyway. I think oh. Green Bay could spare giving up a, you know, second, second round pick. 
get back up the deal done? I can't lie to you, man. Terry Fox, not. Let's make it happen, dog. Bring Allen Robinson to Atlanta. Please, just get him out of Chicago. <laughs> Bring him to Atlanta. As long Josh as they don't get a Falcons jersey. <laughs> I, dude, if Allen Robinson gets traded, or out, just if he goes anywhere else, <laughs> I'll get an Allen Robinson jersey. I 100% will. As long as they don't do like the Jets just did when they traded with the Eagles for Joe Flacco because Zach Wilson's hurt. Just don't, yeah. Jacksonville, don't trade for him. Don't bring him back <laughs> to Jacksonville. <coughs> and damn sure don't bring him to the Jets. Bring him to a team with a decent quarterback. Absolutely. He deserves it. I'm hoping for Green Bay, but. Man, that would be nasty, man. That would be perfect. That would be nasty, bro. Monte Robinson, Lazard. I mean, Aaron Rodgers would have another wide receiver over 200 yards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He'd get him 200 yards in one game. I can't lie to you. That trade goes down. I might have to break up this love fest I have for the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I might have to break. I might have to end that shit. Because you signed Richard Sherman and he's ass. They got injuries, but you signed Richard Sherman. I'm sorry, he ass, man. I'm he not going to say he's ass. He just needs he just needs time to reacquaint himself. He's been out for a little bit. I know, man, and but you're I know, up there, dog. You need to play cover. You need to play coverage, man. You don't need to be playing man-to-man. Okay, that, that's why he thrives in Seattle. Exactly, and I'm trying to figure out why everybody else say, you know what, man-to-man. No. That's exactly, that's exactly why Ndamukin, or Nambiasinwa, failed in Philadelphia. He was playing with the Raiders. He was thriving. I believe they're... <clears throat> I can't remember. Maybe maybe it was the opposite. I think Namdi played man, and the Eagles signed him to play zone. Remember that? Yeah. That was a whole dream team fiasco. Yeah, that didn't work. But, but yeah. Allen Robinson needs to go to Green Bay. I will buy an Allen Robinson jersey. Just don't go to Kansas City. Don't go to the Raiders. Don't go to the Chargers. And don't go to the Eagles. Four teams and the Jaguars. And they get them out of Chicago. So <laughs> that's I'll put six. Detroit on that team. Yeah, please. No, not Detroit and not the I don't Jets. want another good wide receiver retirement early. That's I don't eight. want it. So there are 24 options out there for you, Allen Robinson. There are 24 teams that need to make a trade with Chicago. I don't think the Broncos need to. We got we got receivers, so we don't really need it. But yeah, twenty four options, twenty four potential Allen Robinson jerseys for me to buy. I'm waiting. Nice, I love it. All right, all right, fight or flight this week. Uh, I can't lie to you. A part of me really does miss best of the buys. I just wish it was more than two teams. <laughs> We can make this one short and sweet. <laughs> number two, the Raiders. Number one, Baltimore. Ta-da! Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you have any fighter flights this week? I got three for you. Yeah, I got three. All right. <clears throat> Since I'm doing my mic drop last, I'll let you do this. start this off. All right. Fighter flight. The Cincinnati Bengals are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Flight. Oh. Why are you saying that? 
I'm sorry, they're this year they're this year's version of the Cleveland Browns, but I'm not really sure that I don't see them as a Super Bowl team. I'm sorry. Like right now, the way things going, y'all did beat Baltimore, but let's do this in the playoffs. I don't think it will go the same way. I'm, no. I'm, I'm kind of shocked to hear that with your LSU boys. I know I love them. I'm really happy that they're doing this good. I see them as the Cleveland Browns of this year because I feel like Cleveland Browns have set this whole standard now where we walk into the season like who's going to really take the league by storm? And nobody saw this shit coming from Cincinnati. I sure they didn't. I didn't see this shit coming at all. <clears throat> but what I think, what I think would be annoying is just like the super casual football fans. You know, since Cincinnati's doing so well, if they, you know, made it to the playoffs with a really, with a fantastic record, you got the super casual fans that are just like, hey, you know that the quarterback and the receiver went to the same college together. Like, shut up. Stop it. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking man. about, right? Yeah, like, stop it. <laughs> like the most generic. Black. You don't really get a lot of people that, you know, duos, quarterback wide receiver duos that come from college into the NFL and just thrive. I don't really even remember one. Because if, if they were that good, I would. Like, yeah. it's not common that you see this. Not transition like that. And I really don't think it has anything to do with just that they played in college together. One, we don't have a playbook on Chase. He's going to run all over them all season long until somebody gets a playbook or somebody's fast enough. Sorry, Tyreek, but this man is out. He's out Tyreeking right now. Or strong enough. <laughs> yeah, like, he's out, doing, he's out doing him in his own thing right now. But we don't have a playbook on him. I'm pretty sure that, you know, by next year we probably will, but Ain't no telling. They're going to have more weapons. That wide receiver core is young and hungry as fuck. But, yeah. I, I just don't know, man. I wish I can give you a better answer because you really did catch me off guard with that one. And yeah. I need to look into that. Yeah, you did catch me off guard with that. Because, come on now, man. We've seen a lot of teams surpass <laughs> Super Bowl contenders. We've seen it. We seen you saw what Cleveland did last year. I don't think anybody thought they would be that we would look at them as a contender this year. Yeah, they caught true. everybody off guard. That's true. We gotta see if they can ride the wave though. They got momentum. They've been winning. Yeah, so matter of fact, what's your what what's your thing that you like to say? Fight or flight. Can I have a float? <laughs> can I have That's a float? That's right, on yeah, this? yeah. We we both have one was it uh trending or ending? Yeah, but can we add the float okay. to this? Okay, you can have a float. I'll give you that. Yeah, let light, me have a float on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just, you ain't got to call it that, but we, I just want to let this one float for a little while. Okay. Like you said, let's see if they can ride that wave. That was an impressive win against Baltimore, but let, let's see if they can ride this wave first. I, I'm going to let this one float. All right, it's it's funny, though, because, like, you're talking about how how infrequently – quarterback and receiver come from the same college and we just had three of them this season alone you know with Tua and Jalen Jalen Waddle and then Jalen Hurst and Devontae Smith I can't lie Jalen Waddle's underrated yeah he's been making plays yeah he's underrated so Tua and Jalen Waddle is another one to watch but they're not impacting the league like Burrow and um Chase oh hell no but uh coming out Coming into the draft, I think me and Dylan both had Jalen Waddle over Devontae Smith. I remember that. 
I do I'm looking, remember that. Yeah, I'm looking at the Bengals' schedule. They got the Jets and the Browns before a bye week. And then they have the Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. So they, they got a few I got a few uh, tough games going towards the end of the season. But for the most part, a lot of these games are winnable. Yeah, <clears throat> that is definitely it. I'm going to let that one float for a while. That's a good one, though. It's funny. I actually, I actually have <laughs> – I got one for you about – Cincy, so I might as well bring that one out first. All right. Fight or flight. At the end of the season, the Cincinnati Bengals will sit at the top of the AFC. Basically, they'll be the number one seed. I'm going to say... I'm going to say fight. I can believe that. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm trying to. I was trying to think to myself the other elite AFC teams, and honestly, with the Chiefs struggling, like you know, there's obviously Buffalo, but besides them, really, it's up for grabs. It's gonna be, you know, Baltimore's there. They can make a comeback. I don't think Tennessee. I don't think the Colts. Whoever wins that division, because I think it's definitely in the air. Whoever wins you that see one, see that? Yeah, them Colts be coming. We coming. Michael Pittman Jr., boy. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Between the winner of the AFC South, the winner of the West, and the winner of the East. No, I'm sorry. Between the winner of the South and the winner of the West, I think they're going to be the three and four seeds. It's going to be between, you know, whether Cincy wins it or Baltimore wins it. It's going to be between those two and Buffalo. And, you know, that's... To quote Scott Siner, that's what 33 and one third percent. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pass that's not passable, but that's definitely possible. Um, I think if I were to put my money on it, I would say Buffalo. But you know, I'm not I'm not ruling it out. Okay. <clears throat> What's the next one? All right, this one's a little vague, but this one's right up your alley. We we're talking about this earlier. Fight or flight, the Atlanta Falcons this week will defeat the Carolina Panthers and continue their upward trend. For some reason, me and you, we think the same. Mental telepathy is strong because I had a fight or flight for you. But, yes, we're definitely going to beat them and keep the trend. They ain't got Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Sam Donald got benched. That's the worst thing that can happen right now. Hey, we could generate just a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, just a little bit of pressure. Yeah, we're beating them, man. Yeah, I'm really proud of these Falcons right now. Like, that's all I can really say. I'm really proud of them. We got impact players on both sides of the ball. Matt Ryan seems to be just having fun right now. Kyle Pitts is a unicorn, and I love him. If Calvin really steps in there, then, you know, that that 10 and 7 goes, you know, my prescription going to start to kind of get clearer. (laughs) Calvin Calvin really can just jump on the bandwagon and just, come on, him and Gage. Because I don't know if you saw it. But that 49-yard bomb, this man, Matt Ryan out here having fun, man. 49-yard bomb? Like, it's nothing all the time in the world? Yeah, man, fight. Fight all day. Matter of fact, just go ahead and make it a knockout. Damn, a knockout. It's a knockout, man. I'm looking at Atlanta's schedule. I don't want to get you too excited here, but over the next five games, I can see three 
three wins. They got Carolina, and then they're at the Saints, at the Cowboys, at home against the Patriots, and then at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like Dallas is going to beat you, and I feel like either the Saints or the Patriots might pull one off against you guys, but I think you could win the other one, and then, you know, we both, they're going to beat Carolina, and they're probably going to beat Jacksonville too, so I can definitely see three and two over the next five games. Yep. Now, <clears throat> that's funny that you say that because my next fight or flight for you was the Falcons pulling off a five-game winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you guys know that we did not tell each other these beforehand. <laughs> I'm going to say flight. I just explained why. <laughs> I can't lie to you, dog. We win, like, we win the next two, bro. I might be sitting Hey. I got I got it written down, bro. It's my potential upset of the week, bro. I know it's a long shot, but I'm gonna see how far, how much, how much confidence will the Falcons give me for me to pull the trigger and embarrass myself like that? That's all. <laughs> okay, would you here here's a question for you. Which would you do first? Say how about them cowboys? Or come over here and claim that the Falcons are an NFC threat? I'm not saying that other one, but that's probably what I'll say first. Like, can we? For the Cowboys? I, I was, or the Falcons? I, I, I wouldn't say how about them, but that's the one I'll probably pick. Because I'm still <laughs> not going to say it. I'm okay. still not going to say it. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, how can I put it? Because I don't want you to say pause, but you are. I'm flexible. Pause. Pause. <laughs> so, I look at things and... I kind of look at things from multiple perceptions and multiple avenues. Yeah, they keep streaming wins together because we're we're kind of in the hunt right now, even though we're one and three in the conference. Surprisingly, we're in the hunt for the playoffs. Like we're on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But you know, we pull off some more wins. I can I can see it because I like Arthur Smith as a coach, and he figures out how to win games. So we can start figuring if we can figure out how to win games against winning teams, then you know maybe I'll say that. But I'll say how about them, you know? I'll say that first. Would you, would you try to say it in like a roundabout way? Would you come on and one day and just be like, "Would gee golly, would you take a gander at them Dallas Cowboys?" Oh no, I'm just gonna come out and say it. <laughs> I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the whole phrase. Like I'm just, just gonna come out and say it. Hey man, if you do say it, you're not allowed to whisper it. You're not allowed oh, to no. get in I'm a call going to you gotta put your chest in show. It. I'm gonna start out the show saying that. That's gonna be the first thing they hear. You gotta pound your chest. You gotta put some bass in your voice. And you gotta it's gotta be like a battle cry. You know what? I'll go a step further. I'll do an Instagram video of me saying how about them cowboys. Like I will yeah. say that. Instagram video. And then I'll still hop on a podcast and say it with my chest. No, what you got to do is you got to be we got to be recording the show. You got to take out your phone as we're starting the show. And then that's when you put yourself on live while we're on the air. It said, how about them Cowboys? That's right. All right. I got you. I got you. (laughs) All right. My third one here, fight or flight. At the end of the season, the New England Patriots will be in the wild card hunt. Bruh, what is going on today? You got one. Like 
What is going on today? What the fuck? That was actually the same one, bro. Seriously? Yeah, I said my fight or flight was them sneaking in the playoffs. Wow. God. That's pretty funny. We think alike, man. We do. We We think that's funny. That shit is crazy. God damn. I'm glad we don't share these beforehand. Talk about. I don't even know what to call that. That's just crazy. Oh, it's so crazy. so what do you think? Do you think they're going to be a wild card team? I mean, shit. The past two, three games, Matt Jones is averaging 10 yards a, pl- a pass. Yeah, they just put up 53, 54 points. Shit, so... Uh, I will say... I got to see what's going on here. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take a flight on that one, dog. I agree. I'm gonna have to take a flight, man. No offense to my Colts, you know I'm always gonna think they can make it because they underrated. They're good. They could be a really really good team if we stay consistent. I'm just saying Carson Wentz is coming along. Hey, he is. He is coming along. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor, he he's a beast. And Michael Pittman, he's showing up. Oh yeah, you saw you saw that you saw that play. Absolutely, this man's a dog. I love it. I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, I need two jerseys in my closet right now. Michael Pittman Jr. and Kyle Pitts. The last four games, he has Carson has eight touchdowns and no picks. I know. He only has one pick on the season. I know. If he can stay healthy, man, I'm saying. Oh yeah, we if he can stay healthy and the defense keeps stepping up. We fine. If somebody can hold Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, this is going to be a real test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can, that, that's going to be a good game, too. There's a lot of good games this week. No way. I'm going to make that my game of the week. I'm going to put that one in my article. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be my game of the week. I actually got another article I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop it tomorrow morning. She just got done editing it for me. It's a little quick one about the uh, G1 Climax. Three things. I'm uh, Actually, it's four things I think that's going to happen. G1 Climax 32. So I'm just putting that one out there for a free promotion. Okay. Yeah, but that that shit's crazy right there. We both had the same ideas on these things, man. We think alike too much. I know, right? <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, before we end this show, I first want to say thank you all who listen. And please hit us up on social media. I want to hear the topics that you want to hear about. I'm open to a lot of topics when it comes to football. Past, future, what ifs, now, thoughts. You know, that's why I brought up the Vi- the Minnesota Vikings thing, because I, I don't think people know that this team is actually good. They're not bad. You know, we just can't say they suck because they're 3-3. Three and three. That doesn't make sense. But, yeah, not only that, the Vikings aren't a bad team, and they're not a not bad team. You know, they're, they're not just a decent team. They're a legitimately good team. Yeah. They're like a a fumble and a, you know, a missed chip shot field goal because the Vikings kicker is always cursed. Dylan knows about that. But they're, they're a chip shot field goal and a fumble in overtime away from being 5-1 and one right now. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy right there. Cause I, feel like, I feel like the Colts should be 4-2 and two and the Falcons should be 4-2. If you ask me, this is my opinion. Just saying. But <clears throat> make sure you follow us on, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast. 
Twitter, you can follow me at the Daily FOE, Josh J underscore Hole 34. Once again, Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast. Twitter, the Daily FOE. Then Josh J underscore Hole 34. We're about to end these shows with the mic drop, so you're going to have to listen closely or you're going to really miss it. So, Josh, I'm going to let you go first. All right. My mic drop here is by week 13, the Detroit Lions will have a 3-8 and eight record and not be at the bottom of the league for the 101 pick. Week 8, I think they're going to beat the Eagles. Week 9, they have a bye week. Week 10, I think they're going to beat Steelers. Week 11, they're going to lose to Cleveland. But week 12, they're going to beat Chicago. They're going to win three of their next four games, the Detroit Lions. I like that. That's funny. I got them as my upset. <laughs> I feel like if, if, if you can win a game now, if any time is the time to win a game, Philly's inconsistent. Exactly. You can walk in there and take that. Jalen Hurts is good for fantasy, but he's not that good in real football. Ooh. He's a faster, smaller Tim Tebow. Damn. That's funny. Mic drop time. Last time. All right, guys. Like I said, you got to pay attention. You're going to miss it. <clears throat> By the trade deadline, the Philadelphia Eagles will sneak in and pick up Deshaun Watson. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>